My name is Chance and you are currently listening to A Chance to Strive. This is part two of the Q&A that we had from last week's episode or two weeks before. I haven't made up my mind on exactly how it's going to drop, but by the time y'all hear this, you're going to know what it is. So this is part two of the Q&A and then towards the end of the Q&A, I'm going to give you guys a little bit of insight on certain things that I've been seeing a lot of in terms of like something that hinders a lot of people's growth process and it's surrounding the idea that we can't let go of certain things from our past and how attached we are to our past and how detrimental that can be to where we're heading. Okay, this is what I didn't get to when I spoke on my last podcast. This is one of those one of those questions. What about music artists? I think you're talking about like music artists I like. I'll take that one part at a time. Um, I'm not a person that's very strict on artists and music that I like. I'm just someone who's like... I like a lot of different shit, so it's very hard for me to stay true to one thing, but J. Cole will always be like a, a gem for me, just because it's like, I like music that kind of falls around storytelling or something that has like a lot of emotions and passions through it, where it's like it's real as shit and I can learn something from even listening to it. So I think his thing is a lot of his music just always hit and they're always that for me. So I'm kind of like that person was like, I just like going towards shit like that. Um, and they said... How to deal with traumas as male and being able to let out emotions. I think that's a tricky thing when you're a dude and you want to learn to have access to heal from your trauma and being able to let out your emotions. I think it's one of those things where it's like you just have to be okay with the judgment. Bro, like people will respect you being authentic and being real to your emotions. But it's not always going to be admired. It's not always going to be accepted. And it's okay. I think because of the stigma that's around a man being emotional, we're a lot more scared of it. But there's a lot of shit you do that people don't accept and people aren't going to be so proud of. You decide to go to college, even though you think it's a thing where everyone should want this, everyone should like this. But there's probably some of your friends that aren't the biggest fan that you decided to leave your hometown. You started to forget about them. You started creating new friendships. You're not around to do the fuck shit they wanted to do. There's just, you're always going to make decisions that people aren't going to go along with. People are just, they're not always going to co-sign everything you do. So the thing about being an emotional man or a man that's in tune with his emotions, you will get judged for it constantly. Bro, I promise you, I read my comments because I try to stand tact with everything that's being said, and I try to learn from what people are saying, even if it comes from a hateful space. Even if it comes from a hateful place, or if someone is just literally trying to be spiteful and they're projecting their pain onto me, I'm like, I can handle it. Sometimes, sometimes it gets to me, and I have to just take a step back and be like, "This ain't you. These are other people's words. You can't let them filter everything that you are and start replacing it and start replacing your identity and shit." But yeah, it's, it's it's a hard path, bro. Because with a woman, when she's emotional, and this is the thing, even with a woman who is accepted in society to be emotional, cry, that it is, that, that, there are times people see a shorty crying, they're like, yo, she's mad emotional. She's a baby. She's very sensitive. You don't want to be around someone like her. Women get bashed for being emotional as well. So for a man, if it's accepted for a woman to be emotional and she still gets bashed at times for being emotional... 
when you tap into your emotions, not everyone's going to like it. So I think in terms of like a man, you really want to go about this process and you're going to find a way around it. You have to learn who to give access to your emotions. Not everyone is going to be okay with you being emotional around them. And then this is the other thing too. There are certain people that don't know how to receive your emotions, right? So when you're being emotional, they don't know how to react to it. And I realize a lot of people, when they don't know how to do something, instead of making the decision to let me learn how to be there for this person, it's always going to be, I'm going to just react in a way that's not really accepted so they don't do this shit around me anymore. Like a lot of motherfuckers, like you start being emotional around them, it's like, I don't know what the fuck I'm supposed to do. I don't want you to keep on doing this shit around me because then it tells me or then I have to accept the fact that I'm not good at some shit. Just got to figure out a way around it. Um, I think this is the part where it's like, we'll take a break from the questions and I'll kind of just like refer to certain things that I've been learning and seeing patterns of that I kind of just want to give people access to because I think it's very beneficial to your self-growth because it's been very beneficial to mine. Friends. Actually, I think this was there was a question that actually asked me about something like this. So I'll frame that whole entire topic around um, this question. I think someone asked me, it's like, how do you try and not fall back into past patterns and past habits? You can't just risk. You can't just say, it's like, I'm changing and I'm a new person. I'm not going to go back to the shit. We revert back to what we know. Whatever is natural to us, whatever we know, we revert back to that when things aren't so great, when we can't be as disciplined you have to create a system to maintain this new person, right? It's like if you're at a job and they're saying, it's like, we're going to do things differently. Is that enough? Or should they say, it's like, we're going to implement a new system um, of being open to each other. You can't just say that shit and not put a system in place to make sure it happens. You have to tell the person, it's like, okay, now HR will have someone you can go to to talk to, to you can talk to them if anything is wrong. And that person cannot say anything else to your managers your managers have to have their door open they have to talk to every single person with that's underneath them at least once or twice a week there needs to be check-ins there will be weekly meetings with your managers where it's like we want this to be a space where people are a little bit more communicative to each other if you say all this shit and you don't set a system in place and certain criterias for people to hit it just doesn't work the same way where it's like i want to be somebody that does not smoke i want to be somebody that doesn't fall back into certain old habits. What did I have to do for that? I didn't say, oh, I make my decision because I'm me. I'm going to be, I'm going to stand strong on it. No, when I didn't, it wasn't until I stopped, I stopped hanging out with certain people that I stopped smoking. It wasn't until I could keep my schedule very busy that I stopped smoking because I could say this shit, but it didn't have, even I tried to go cold turkey, but it was one of those things where it's like, I started smoking on randomly, one blunt on a weekend, another blunt on another weekend. I'm like, oh, I'm proud of myself smoking once on a weekend. But it's like, because I started setting a system in place where it's like, all right, during the week, we don't touch this shit. We touch it during the weekend. So now it's like these rules, like these little self rules you're putting on yourself to kind of be a little bit more disciplined with this shit. You're going to fall back to your old habits unless you add new ones. Now, for me, it's like I used to play the game and I stopped playing the game and I started smoking more at nights. But I'm like, OK, so if I play the game a little bit more at night. I get lazy. I don't want to actually go 
to my car to try and smoke and then come back up. I get lazy once I'm on the game because I'll get tired on it and I just want to go to sleep after. So I started doing that bit a little bit more. And when it came to the people that I kept around me, a lot of my friends, I just ignore them whenever they ask me to smoke. That's just the reality of it. I haven't smoked probably, I don't even know how long it's been since I actually literally did not touch a blunt in general. I've, I've been doing very great. It is the thing. There are certain things that are going to be hard as shit to let go of. But it's only because you're so used to it. Once you don't do it, to me, it's like I'm not really missing out on anything. I think the biggest issue was like I started, I got to a point where I smoked so much where it's like it was a part of every single routine that I fucking had. If I'm waking up before work, I mean, I could do a little song, you know, I'll be fine before the day. As long as I shower, I'm not going to smell like nothing at work. I mean, I could smoke on my break as long as I don't have the same clothes on and stuff. It, it just gets, it just got bad to a point where I'm like, this shit is not healthy for me at all. And being in the, and it's the thing, right? New systems in place. Being in the gym. Yeah, I could smoke before I go to the gym. And I'm like, I'm still focused as shit. I can still do everything that I need. But now it affects my weight. It affects how efficient my workouts are to actually build muscle. And now this becomes detrimental to my other habits that I care a little bit more about. When I started caring about my weight and I'm like, how come I'm working out my ass and I'm like, I'm still not seeing the progress that I should be seeing. You smoke so much, your metabolism is a lot quicker. It's like, it's just not going to happen. So for me, it's like, I kind of had to step away from those things. It's a thing of values too. It's like, you have to start doing things that are more valuable than the flaws that you have. You going out to the club that it is instead of that. And I know which one of my friends asked this, so I'm going to make this tailored to you. You can't just be someone who's going out 24-7 getting drunk and thinking you're not going to fall back into your flaws. You know the types of people you go out to clubs with. They have the same flaws and bad habits that you have. If something is very normalized in your day-to-day or week on your weekly basis, you see this shit. How the fuck are you going to step away from it? My thing was, it's like, I love a lot of my friends, but there's a lot of them I just don't hang around them because you don't offer anything beneficial to me. And the reason for that is it's not like we're not cool peoples, but we're not probably going to have a deep conversation unless we're smoking and we get to a point where it's like, all right, but let's talk. You know, it's like we're laid back when it be on our deep shit, sentimental and shit. But it's like the smoking had to be the thing that got us to that point. So I stopped hanging around them. And this is the thing, right? When you start making these changes and you start stepping away from your old habits, which means stepping away from friends you only had those things in common with, you got to be ready for the judgment. People are going to judge you. They're going to say you're switching up. You're doing this. You're doing that. But then that shows you who your real friends are. It's like, how are you taking my growth? Personal. I'm making decisions to be better in my life. And for some reason, instead of looking at the fact that, yo, you're doing better in life, I, I really fuck with that. I support it. You're thinking to yourself, oh, you think you're too good for us. What the fuck? I can't ever see myself saying it's like, I never take it personally. When I smoked, if some of my friends didn't smoke and they hang out around me a little bit less because of how much I smoked because they know they would be more inclined to smoke if they were next to me. I can't take that shit personally. You're making a decision. You're becoming a better person. The people who love you, they prioritize the fact that you're improving, you're evolving into a new person, you're getting closer to your goals and your dreams. 
people that generally love you and that generally appreciate you, they will always be in support of that shit. But somebody who doesn't, won't. And that's my thing. It's like a lot of people at times we think, oh, no, nah, they always motivate me on what I'm doing, that it is, that that. People can motivate you to grow and shit. But some of them start to take things a little bit more personal once you outgrow them. This is the thing. People at times are in love with the hierarchy that they've developed with you. I'm here. You're here. You won't surpass me. And once you start getting close, oh, yeah, good shit. We'll at the top together. But once you're surpassing him, it's like you remind them of the dreams and goals they had that they didn't accomplish or that they didn't reach to. That's the thing for me. It's like I've, I've seen it. Where it's kind of like I'm moving up in life and I'm doing better. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Mr. Boss, man, you're doing better. It's like, fuck. Like, this was never our bond. Like, just because I'm in a different place now, why does it have to be like that? And the thing is, it's like, your friends and the people that you surround yourself with should want what's best for you, not what's more convenient for them. And I think this is what I wanted to get at by saying, I think, something that's going to be beneficial to a lot of people's self-growth. At times, we keep a lot of people around and we don't recognize the fact that they're simply around because things are convenient for them. If we tol- if we don't tolerate their bullshit anymore, they're not going to vent to us. If we don't offer bullshit or if we don't fall into these bullshit things they want to do, they don't like us anymore. And I see this a lot in girl friendships. I'm not saying it doesn't apply to men. I'm just saying this is what I see. Where it's like, once they get a friend who's in the relationship, well, they don't, they're not, it's not like they're not happy that the person found someone that they're with, that they're happy with, but they start to take things personal when it's like, you're not going out to the club with us no more? What the fuck? This is what we always did. Like, This is weird. It's like, people don't like the fact that you're outgrowing this person that they know and that they loved. And I've seen someone say something It's like, the more you're changing and you're stepping away from your old self, you're killing off the person that they loved and the person they admired. Because the person they knew that they always loved, that they were always around, it was the girl. It was like, it was the hot girl, you know, that's always out doing hot girl shit. You were going out. You were helping them get drinks out of this, out of that. They loved that. But now, y'all are in complete different planes where it's like, they're this single independent woman and now you're trying to tap into being a woman that's that respects her man and respects her his respects his decisions not like the things he tells you to do but more so it's kind of like you respect his values i guess i should say to make it a little bit more modern for y'all they're not gonna like that and i've seen a lot of people say i'm not gonna make this about me but i've seen a lot of people get into relationships where people didn't like the person's partner it had nothing to do with the partner's personality that it is out of that but it's like Ever since you came around, she's kind of switched up. She's different. And I'm like, shouldn't people be allowed to change and become better? But a lot of people, once you are no longer convenient for them, they start to hold that shit against you. And I think a lot of people, we give too many passes to relationships, to the people we have certain relationships with, not just dating wise, but any types of bond that you're developing and building. And for me, it's like, I do believe if you truly want to change, you have to be able to drop a lot of people that are around you. Why am I going to maintain my relationship with you when nothing about our future is co-aligned? You want to be X, Y, and Z. I want to be A, B, and C. 
complete different sides of the spectrum. It just doesn't make a lot of sense for us to maintain these relationships because we don't offer anything valuable to one another. I'm not saying people should always be beneficial in your life, but keeping people around you that are polar opposites, that risk everything that you're building towards, it just doesn't make sense to me. There are some of my friends I know at times, they'll have a gun on them and shit like that. Do you think the type of future I'm trying to achieve calls for that or requires it? It doesn't. It actually puts it at risk. So some of those people, I just can't hang around you no more because I'm not hating on you. I'm not looking down on you for the way you live your life. I'm not. But I have to understand that I'm choosing to be more or I'm choosing to be something that's different, not more in terms of like, oh, I, I'm better than you and I'm achieving more than you, but more as in like, I want more things to be added onto my life and I don't want to be stagnant or complacent on my growth within just this department of my life. And a lot of us just got to get used, just, we got to get better at saying goodbye to people. Some people are supposed to be around for a few seasons, but once you tap into this new chapter, there isn't a page that can be dedicated to them and that's fine. But I feel like a lot of us were so attached to the history we have with people where it's like we keep a lot of people around. And if you really sat down and thought about it, you can't even find a valid reason as to why this person is still around. But we we used to we 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 did all of this shit together and they were always my day one. OK, what are they currently helping you with? How are they making your life better? How are they a positive addition to your life? Not in your past, not what they did, but how are they helping you currently? They're not, but you just don't know how to say goodbye. You don't know how to let go of your past. At times, we don't realize that person just represents a piece of our past that we just don't want to let go of. And it's fine to want to be stuck in the past and shit, but you can't have one one foot in your past and one foot towards your future. You need both to truly start making making your path towards what you really want. And I don't know. I think you get to a certain point where you should only want positive things around you. Like there shouldn't be anyone around you that's dead weight. But I think a lot of us are just scared of shit of being alone, of not having friends we can always go to because we know we need them. Once you outgrow your need for others and you can do a lot of this shit by yourself... When someone isn't that beneficial to your growth, I don't think you really give a fuck, honestly. Because for me, I've gotten to that point where it's like I handled the majority of the things that I could do by myself. I'm not saying that I don't need anybody around me. But I could go months not talking to some of the closest people that I have around me or some of the closest people that I've kept around. And why can I do that? Because I'm not dependent on the bonds that I have in my life. Because at any point, something tragic could happen to those people. God forbid. Then can I tell myself, hey, because that one person that I always told my problems to, something happened to them, and now I can't manage my emotions. I don't like the idea that I can't do shit if somebody's not around. I just don't like it. That's why certain people's like, whenever I'm like, are you mad and you're going to go talk to this person? Or even when people treat me as that person for them, I don't like it. It's like, I will invest into you to be able to do this shit on your own, but I'm not always going to be that person that's there to do this shit for you. So I think my thing for people is like, just learn to be able to move forward and give yourself what your future requires and subtract 
things out of your life that your future requires. Like for me, smoking just it's not like it's not something I'm gonna get I might not get back into. I'm saying, oh, I will never do this. I don't wanna speak and I don't wanna speak on that because I just don't truly know. But I know this part of my life required it. So I said, fuck it, I'm a given. You should be your most prioritized investment. Trying to satisfy the people around you and try to be everything that they need, it just doesn't work. And I get it being scared to cut off people because you know they'll shit talk you, they'll speak bad on you. Bro, who the fuck cares? It's, it's gonna happen. People are not gonna like your decision to exclude them out of your life. They just aren't. So it's like, just value where you're trying to go. And if people can't prioritize that or be ready to be on the same page as you, walk away. It's okay to leave your village in the past and create a new one. I've had to do a lot of shit by myself because I never cared about getting rid of the people that were around me. But it's like some of these bonds too. It's like you don't have to you don't have to really speak on closing that door. You just let it happen because a lot of people won't reply to you. They won't worry about what you're doing if you're not the person that's investing that energy into them. It happens all the time where you stop reaching out to this person and they stop reaching out to you and then that bond just dies down. Shit happens. And I'm not saying these people aren't going to come back in your life down the line. But it's like, if they're not needed for now, just let it be and let that motherfucker go. How many minutes did we get to? Like, I think we can probably split that into two episodes. Yeah, I think we can be here for now. And I'll see if I can cook up something for this weekend. <laughs> So, um, what I am saying to everyone is by this whole entire spiel is prioritize your growth and not necessarily the people's emotions that are around you. Because at the end of the day, it's like you can't give someone everything. You, well, you can't satisfy everyone in your life by your actions. As long as you know you're staying true to who you are, that should be enough. No one's ever going to fully like you, even if you were the most perfect person into this world. And sadly, that's not even a thing. Well, and happily, that's not even a thing we can keep on trying to chase. Just worry about being authentic, which means just be the person you truly want to be. If you start thinking about, but somebody may react this way, or that way, you're going to be held back from doing so many different things that you need to do. And I don't think you should hold yourself back from anything, quite honestly. So just decide who you want to be, stick true to that, remove the people in your life and in your circle that aren't in support of that or that won't add anything beneficial to the journey that you're willing to take to get to become that. And it's like, I know attachment is a bitch and it's even worse to try to cut those things off, but the more you attach to your past, the more you'll get stuck to it. So we just got to do better. I appreciate you guys for tuning in. Thank you for everything that you guys have done. Peace. All right, so that's the second one. I'm closing off. All right.
Oh, well, that's it for me on this part. I appreciate you guys for listening in. Thank you for everything you guys have done for me in terms of like just being able to listen to me and give my words value. I appreciate you guys for 130K. You know, that's I like hitting these numbers, you know, seeing the high downloads and shit. I'm like, damn, I'm no song. People like what I'm saying. Y'all download these shits. But um, I know that doesn't even mean listeners. So that number is probably even 10 times more or whatever the fuck it could be. I just want to say it's like it's not necessarily about the number. It's just, I'll be very honest. The number is just a little bit of validation to say you're doing something right and people appreciate something about you. So it is very much one of those things where it, it just fuels me personally. It's like, ah, oh, I'm doing something right. So I appreciate that. But um, overall, I do want to say it's like, I appreciate you guys in general for offering me a platform that offers value to you guys. And no matter where you're from, trust me, I appreciate you. If you're someone from... And I've, I've seen my thing, demographics of people who listen to my podcast is it's very spread out. And I actually really love that. I'm not going to lie. It's the fact that it's like knowing I'm speaking to people from different cultures, different backgrounds and everything like that. And y'all are still giving me value. I know I'm doing something and I'm learning how to do things properly. And I'm learning to be a little bit more. How do I say this? Someone who's not just one dimensional, if that makes sense. So I appreciate that. So once again, thank you for everything you guys have done for me. Thank you for 130,000 downloads. That little kid in me that didn't, that wasn't really offered much value for the way he thought, the way he went about things, the things he wanted to learn. Y'all are validating him a lot and y'all are offering him a lot of value. So in a way, this is kind of like an additional boost to my healing process and the things that people kind of put me through in the past. So. I'll always be grateful for shit like that. I'm always going to admit that this means a lot and it adds a lot of value to my future because I do want to be the type of person where no matter where I go in my life and no matter what route I end up in my career, I want to be a mender of hearts. And the more I learn how to counsel people and guide them through their growth, the more I can have an impact on people the way that I want to. So, I appreciate you. Thank you for listening. An episode is coming next week. <laughs> Damn, so I guess that means we're dropping it. Huh? Gotcha. Forgot about that part. Uh, when do you want to uh, do the second episode right when you have to not do questions anymore? How, around what time did we get into that? Uh, that if you did that, the episode would be like 20 minutes. The second one? Yeah, you can you can find a way to find some questions. I think once I look at the script, I can kind of tell you where to cut it off. That would okay. make more sense. I feel like whenever we take like a huge change in the questions, then we can kind of do that and then go into it. Yeah, just to kind of give it more of an even split. Yeah, I got you. I got you. I got you. <laughs> People tell me I'm wrong because I cut people out as soon as they do me wrong and I never give second chances. <sighs> That's, I can't tell you you're wrong for living how you want to because I'm pretty sure you have your reasons for being this way. But one thing I will say is 
no one is perfect. And you can have boundaries where it's like, if you go past this boundary, there is no coming back. That's just who I am. It doesn't matter to me. But to not offer any patience or second chances to people ever, and you just cut them out of your life, I just think that sets you up for a very lonely future. I believe in any bond that's supposed to be loving, there's a level of patience that's offered. I'm not saying for you to be, for you to tolerate their bullshit and just obvious mistakes that show you this person generally doesn't care about your well-being and your worth and your value. But I don't think people should be treated as these individuals should be treated as things that are supposed to be perfect. Like, you're not wrong for living how you want to live. And I don't know what do you wrong means, so I can't necessarily go too much into it. But I do believe that you have to give people the chance to grow and not take everything so personally. Because people are going to fuck up. And at the sight of every single one of those fuck ups, you can't be like, get the fuck out. Because I don't think you deserve to be treated that way. Imagine the people you truly cared for. Every time you fucked up, they didn't give you a second chance. Your parents, your family, the per- the partners you were with. Anytime you fucked up, they decided to match you with the same energy. You did me wrong. I'm kicking you to the curb. You'd feel unvalued. And the fact that perfection is the only reason why you're around. I don't know. I feel like in a lot of my the bonds that I have in my life... The ones that are the strongest are the ones that made it past the most bullshit. And I'm not saying that's always the case. There's people around that's just been perfect since day one. Not perfect, but they never wronged me. But there are people that have, and they're still around, and they're amazing. But the reason for that being is, like, we were patient with one another, and we didn't just always expect shit to go the way we wanted it to. I've had some of my friends that stole from me before, and they're still around. And they're probably saying somebody stole from you and you still kept them around. Yeah, because it's like we have our flaws in our younger days. We have ambitions. You know, some people have sticky fingers. Some people, they they talk behind your back at times because they felt like that's how they could be accepted. And they didn't understand how to value certain things. People make mistakes. And I think people deserve a little bit of patience. That's just my opinion. But I'm not saying you're wrong for being this way. You might have been wronged a lot in your life and you just no longer have the patience to deal and tolerate the bullshit. (laughs) It is what it is, honestly. But I think you just have to be a little bit more understanding. You can't take everything so personally. That's just my thing. And if you want to be someone in this world that makes a meaningful impact on people's lives... I think the only way you truly make that is by being someone who can teach and offer understanding to individuals. So if you want to stick this way, at least give people a little bit of knowledge. You know, it's like this is why I cut you off work on this because it may allow you to lose people that are important in your life. But I think you should have a higher calling in terms of being able to help others. But it doesn't have to be you, of course. Um, open relationships. Ah. Mm. 
I'm, I, open relationships, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with them if they work for you. But I'm not going to lie. It's not something I can speak on because I don't understand it completely. The idea that I can say I love this person, but you got boyfriend number two, three, four, five. I can't. I, I <laughs> it's it, it makes sense in terms of like, I always say it's about dynamics. It's about what works for people. If two people are in love with each other or whatever your definition of love is, you're like, this is my person, but I get to do X, Y, and Z while I'm in this relationship. If y'all abide to it and this is y'all thing and everyone is on the same page, fuck it. Do what the fuck you want to do. But for me, I just don't understand it because I'm someone where it's like, I want a family. I want a future. I want kids. And I'm very traditional with my values. I'm not saying I expect my woman to be a cook, that it is, that it is, that. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying my values, my traditions, my tradition, it doesn't work with that mindset of dating. So for me, it's like, I would never do an open relationship because I don't fucking understand how I say I love this person, I sleep next to them, but the next day they can go sleep next to somebody else. I don't, I don't want it. Open relationships, it's cute. It works for wherever the fuck it works for. But I just would never do it because it, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. But it works for certain people. But my thing is, it's like, imagine I have kids and my kids come home and they ask, where's mommy? Oh, she went out on a date. What, dad? Oh, uh, yeah, me and your mom, we see other people. And if you're going to say, oh, we should keep this shit hidden from the kids out of this, out of that, um, I think everybody in your life should be aware of what the fuck type of dating decisions you're making. But yeah, like I said, I want kids. I want that type of future. And that form of dating just doesn't make sense to me. Like for my kids to have to be okay with multiple people being in their lives, even if they're not exposed to it. I don't think you should be lying to your kids about how you're dating because then you notice there's an issue with it. No, no, it's just our business. It doesn't matter. How can such a big part of your life not be any your kids' business? And when they grow up and they find out this is what it was, now it's a lie. Now it's something you kept away from them. They may despise you for it. That is out of that. I just don't think that creates a healthy household. And I'm just not in the business of that shit. Because for me, I don't date because I find it fun. Unless I truly see a future with you, I'm just not doing it. No, it just makes no sense to me. Like, I'm dating you and I'm dating you for fun. And I think a lot of people do that shit where it's like you hop into relationships because you're lonely. And it's an excuse for you not to have to deal with a lot of the bullshit that you have going on in your life. So I just, I don't see me hopping into an open relationship knowing that I would want it to lead into marriage. It just... Doesn't make sense to me. And it's like, it's hard to make it work. You got to be a different breed of mo- of a motherfucker to really make that shit work. Like, you're coming back home. How was your date? <laughs> Y'all are strong individuals for making that shit work. I don't got that type of strength in me. I, I really don't. It's just, nah, I would never. Y'all can do open relationships, but that's just not a thing that I think I'm intrigued by at all. It's not a question. It's not about what school. What school did you go to when you was like 13, 14 years old? Um, 
I'm guessing this, I didn't even notice this. I probably would have replied to it right away. Like I said, guys, sometimes I try to screenshot these things and then I just don't look at them just because I want this to be a little bit authentic. I don't want it to feel like I'm rehearsing a lot of this shit. When it's the type of topics where I'm like actually teaching you guys about something, yes, I'll dedicate time to it to make sure it's of value. But at times it's like, I'm just offering a perspective. I want you guys to like respect my opinions and what I have to say. That doesn't mean you can't disagree with it. By the way, I just say respect in terms of like, this has value because he's dedicating a lot of time and thoughts and a lot of tools he's gained in life to apply these things. But you can think completely differently than me. And that's perfectly fine. There are times where people bash me and I'm like, damn, you have a fucking point in the comments. I can't respect it, but it, it is a different perspective. In other words, what I'm trying to get at is like the way I think changes all the time, which is why at times it's like I can speak on certain things two, three different times in the same, not in the same podcast, but throughout my podcast and you're like oh his answers are changing a little bit and this is the reason why I don't make it rehearse because it's like for me to find the perfect way to state some shit to you it may be the exact same way even if I've had time to learn and adjust this way of thinking because I know how I was with social media content when I would make those 30 60 second videos it's not that I wasn't as honest as I could be but I tried to be as politically correct as I possibly could be and that's the thing that I'm trying to pull away from where it's like being someone who's more authentic instead of someone who craves to be right and admired every single time for what the fuck they say. I just want to step away from that shit. But, yeah, when I was 13, 14 years old, I think I went to a school named the Matterhunt. 13, 14, how old was I? I said, how old was I? What grade was I in? Okay, if I'm in like fourth or fifth grade around those ages, which I don't think I was, I went to Matterhunt. If you're talking about middle school, high school, I went to Tech Boston Academy. Shit is cool. I'm sorry, but I loved a lot of people there, bro. And I was kind of fake. I was like one of the favorite kids because it's like I had the personality. I was a class clown, but I did my work and I respected my professors. I was in the AB classes. So I would just worked out for me, you know, but it was a shit of school. And it's gotten 10 times worse. It's to the point where it's like, I don't even want to go back to that school just because of how bad it's gotten. You know, normally you go back to school, you're like, damn, they started changing a lot of shit. They're doing a lot better things. That wasn't, that wasn't my middle school, high school that I went through. Shit, shit just got a lot worse. But um, someone did mention something. A relationship is not the best way to get the intimate companionship we all crave. I'm not going to say that's correct, but I did ask for things that are controversial. So it's like, I'm going to... I'm going to try to understand the perspective you're coming from. I think for me, when I read that, this is where my mind kind of goes, right? A lot of the times we think intimacy and companionship has to do with sex. But at times being intimate with someone is being open and not requiring any lies, not trying to sound perfect next to someone. I feel like a lot of people get in relationships where you can't be as intimate as you want to be because you can't be as honest as you would like to be. And I've been in those relationships. I've been in certain bonds where it's like you can't say some shit the wrong way because someone's going to take it so personally. And it's like this isn't And when we're talking about intimacy. And there's a lot of moments when me and my friends have even guy to guy where we're intimate. Intimacy is not just always something that's sexual. Physical intimacy is a little different. I don't have that with my guy friends and shit. But in terms of like that mental intimacy, you feel me like that bond, like the vibe that we're having. It's like sitting there and you're talking to someone about the most traumatic shit you went through. 
that's an intimate experience. It's an intimate moment because it's you're letting go of a lot of those um, boundaries and walls that you've built up where you're just allowing someone to have access to you. That's what I think intimacy means to me. It's like having access to someone where there's no boundaries, there's no walls, where it's like, this is real. This is raw. I was about to say a word, but just don't take the raw part a little wrong. But for me, it's like, I do agree that I don't think a relationship is always the best route to get the companionship and intimacy we're looking for. But the same way a relationship is not always the best option, I think this is how we can learn about making the perfect partner. Where it's like, if I had a friend, right, a good friend, a great friend, how would I want this companionship and this level of intimacy that we have to go? You'd want it to be very honest. You want to be able to say anything you have you were thinking and not be judged for it. And now you're saying, okay, now if I'm going to pick a partner that I'm going to date them and shit, I should be able to have this same level of intimacy to them that I would want in a best friend or some shit. That's why my thing is, is like, y'all can have best friends and have a partner at the same time. I completely understand it. It's understandable. It makes sense. But you should crave that best friend-like vibe within your relationships. Or at least for me, it's felt a lot better. Where I could come to my partner and tell them about some fuck shit, that it is, that it is. We could crack jokes, that it is. And it's like, I just think you just have so many, you have so much more components to your relationship where I think that thrives and that helps you have a little bit more longevity. I think there are things you keep away from your relationships because not everything should think y'all should have as much access to each other but at times some things being yours and some things being hers are needed you know to keep your individuality up but yeah i think it's like you're right i don't think going for a relationship is always the best way to find this companionship this great vibe that we're looking for but a lot of people it's like it's just the easiest route because we don't understand about how to go about creating these bonds what I am saying to everyone is, by this whole entire spiel, is prioritize your growth and not necessarily the people's emotions that are around you. Because at the end of the day, it's like you can't give someone everything. You, well, you can't satisfy everyone in your life by your actions. As long as you know you're staying true to who you are, that should be enough. No one's ever going to fully like you, even if you were the most perfect person into this world. And sadly, that's not even a thing. Well, and happily, that's not even a thing we can keep on trying to chase. Just worry about being authentic, which means just be the person you truly want to be. If you start thinking about, but somebody may react this way, that way, you're going to be held back from doing so many different things that you need to do. And I don't think you should hold yourself back from anything, quite honestly. So just decide who you want to be. Stick true to that. Remove the people in your life and in your circle that aren't in support of that or that won't add anything beneficial to the journey that you're willing to take to get to become that. And it's like, I know attachment is a bitch. And it's even worse to try to cut those things off. But the more you attach to your past, the more you'll get stuck to it. So... Just got to do better. I appreciate you guys for tuning in. Thank you for everything that you guys have done. Peace.